Hey everybody this is Minishan and welcome to Modernizing Biz podcast this show is all about business marketing and entrepreneurship where i interview some of the greatest mind from around the globe who will share their experience with you and that's how we gonna help in modernizing your biz for free Hey everyone welcome back to another guest episode of Modernizing Biz podcast on this episode we have Nishant with us hi Nishant first of all how you doing buddy I'm doing great I'm good I'm doing great thank you for having me I'll give you a short uh, introduction of Nishan to the audience who have not know about you so Nishan is a podcaster his uh, podcast name is Nick Picks he majorly talk about business sales and a lot of his stuffs around cold emailing and new business models and then he's also founder of a company is building a venture by the name it site scale we'll touch more about site scale in in the upcoming rounds and then he's also content creator he runs a lot of community he posts a lot of content on instagram and yeah nishan anything if you wanted to add about you that would be great yeah uh, so here's the thing that is uh, miss misunderstood about me but i'm just a content creator because i have haven't been open uh, to a lot of people about my other businesses so yeah i i have that uh, one feeling in mind that people should know me about the things that i talk about in the business space and not just uh, as a content creator so yeah mm-hmm. that's one uh, thing that i would like to introduce myself on this podcast that uh, i'm more of i'm more than that <laughs> okay so <laughs> So if you can add some pointers like what are you building that what like I have not mentioned or I've just mentioned the name of your podcast and one of your firm so what are you doing apart right. from this what okay okay so currently we are building a product that's that will be uh, into the website development space it would be automation no code hmm. tool and we are into the prototyping phase uh, as of now and we'll be testing it out in 2 to 3 weeks and uh, was possibly see when's the launch and stuff like that and by the side i'm also creating content because i like it very much i like communicating with people speaking in front of the camera and sharing my ideas so i'm doing that as well and also uh, yes this another side venture that i'm dabbling with around services uh, that i'm also providing full stack development services to clients to businesses specifically not to the uh, main let's say individuals i'm going b2b hmm. in that side So yeah that's what i'm currently dabbling with uh, you can see exploring <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing amazing man first of all all the best for your new product launch that you are um, just encountering in next two or three weeks so uh, nishant i have listened your a lot of uh, episodes that you have uploaded on your nick picks podcast so i'm very stunned uh, like around the content that you're producing um so it would be great if you can just touch the point how you started what is the journey of starting out your podcast like at what moment you thought that i okay. i need to start this podcast yeah see the first thing uh, that i had in mind before podcasting is i have a lot of ideas i have hmm. a lot of ideas that are uh, i feel that uh, good i i feel they are good but i feel also feel that uh, will they be accepted in the society or will they be even uh, valuable enough to be shared so i thought that let's put it out there let's put it out there and see uh, how the people respond and uh, i got a pretty good response over that and uh, the ridiculous mm. ideas that i'm having are kind of uh, having an impact on people's lives so i'm all in for it that's why i started it uh, in the initial phase because i wanted to build this community of of uh, people 
who are interested in business but don't don't have access to the exact business knowledge uh, that they want it is all in the scattered format all of the, all over the internet i wanted to make that one package one podcast that people will mm-hmm. uh, come come to and where uh, they'll get the knowledge that they want in a very uh, structured manner so that's the vision behind nick picks amazing medi so we both are land down to one similarity that when i started modernizing this podcast i also have one thing in mind that i want to share my experience and learning out of the um that like i have experience around sales marketing i'm building my startup so that's where i started sharing the all the ideas and the experience that we got and simultaneously as invite guests like you who can share their ideas and who can share their inputs with the audience and we are providing it for the free of, free of cost basis So Nishant like where you see like why you, I I got to know how you started and why you started now what's the future plan if you look at with Nick's pick podcast like where you yeah. see in next 5 10 years with this podcasting uh, I am looking to forward to get uh, investors on board who can share what exactly they look uh, in startups to invest or what exactly is their vision around certain businesses so I'm uh, keen towards doing that in the coming years Okay So uh Nishant we are seeing a lot of trend in the market that is currently going on related to audio platforms like a lot of audio right. platform that are emerging like you talk about Avalon scenes that you are working and then simultaneously you right. talk about Clubhouse recently launched their android app and then Discord servers so what what do you think like why this um, this whole audience is coming to the online on audio mode where we are having a video format as well hmm. that is more engaging uh, yes. Here's the thing about uh, content. Okay, content distribution platforms, as they got shorter and shorter. Like the first we had YouTube, it had long form mm-hmm. content. It was harder to make videos on YouTube. People wanted to shoot videos, edit them, and then post them and stuff like that. Then the f- format got shorter. Or uh, the platforms came which offered short form content, and what mm-hmm. happened was the ease of making content and ease of distribution. it increased drastically right and when ease of distribution increases drastically the ease of reach to more and more people increase and seeing that reach the greed of reaching to more and more people emerges uh, that feeling uh, into a content creator's mind or into any random person's mind that should i create content will i be benefited from this so that that thing happened uh, in the video format so now hmm. the thing about audio is even though even though in video in 15 seconds you need to look perfect right you need to look yeah. perfect right in audio you don't even have to do that you don't even have to do uh, you, you don't even have to do make makeup you don't have even have to you know look perfect or see what's your setup see what's in the background you just need to plug in the earphones maybe possibly take a, a microphone and stuff like that and just speak yeah you might be sitting in your pajamas and you can take a session on itself uh, on uh, itself right mm-hmm. so that's uh, the whole a boom around audio platforms that i feel because people have got this ease phenomenon in themselves that they'll be very uh, i'll say motivated to do certain things if the if the reach is higher and if the okay. reach is higher with a are you getting my point if the reach yeah, is yeah. higher and they'll have to produce the content on easy levels they'll be more and more uh, keen towards using such platforms and hence audio platforms are booming 
so uh, nishant you have add pointers from the point of view of content creators if you look at from the yeah. content consumers from consumer side of the things i would what i feel like what, what i incline towards more podcast and audio platform is that like if you start youtube you need to sit in front of a screen like let's say i'm watching my youtube right. videos on my laptop i cannot go anywhere i can enjoy it but the, the scenario is completely different while driving while um doing any of the other activities while working out we can just plug in and just start listening right i sometimes do other works and right. simultaneously like a podcast is going on in a background like is that that's ease that is created through audio versions and that's why it's going to become the i think it's going to be the next 7000 crores industry like if you heard about joe rogan he cracked the deal with uh yeah exactly so that that's what thing that i yeah all these aspects we when we look at and it feels like like in next 5 years 5 years are might possible it's the long run picture but in next upcoming one or two years the whole scenario of audio platform is going to be at boom right yeah and also here's the thing about uh, uh, the content creation space only one person succeed like as content mm-hmm. is available around uh, uh, all platforms saying that audio content is going to boom audio is going to boom everybody is getting on to it everybody wants to become a podcaster but what will happen is the only top 1% that will do it consistently and hack their way up by collaborating by talking to guests uh, and by bringing in interesting conversations in the podcast space they'll win if you if you keep on saying three three ways to boost your productivity or five ways to increase uh, the efficiency of your morning routine these things are very generic you won't you won't yeah. uh, make a difference in that space if you if you take the leap of faith with the audio if you want to take the leap of faith with audio platform you need to do something different every content creator has taken that leap of faith and uh, seen the you know seen of success like you can say for example mm-hmm. pewdiepie when he started his youtube channel about 10 years ago mm-hmm. there was nobody to look at he had nobody to look at absolutely he right. just he just uh, that gave him that gave him that uh, one spectrum of being himself while presenting him in front of the audience and he didn't know what to do there were no footsteps to follow he took that leap of faith and now you can see where he is right, right? Mm-hmm. yeah so when you take that leap of faith as a content creator that uh, one thing that happens is if you go different then you see the people who relate with you come and watch you but if you don't uh, uh you if you don't have authenticity in your content you're just uh, reading out reading out from youtube and reading out from certain blog articles it won't uh, reflect in your content and hence uh, the audience will also go lower and lower according to me any like if any budding content creator who is listening to this episode they need to think they need to just first identify that one niche that is unique from what market is doing and then they need to start what what's your thought on this see the first thing that i feel about niches at the start you don't actually know mm-hmm. what your niche is you can build your personal brand around the personality you are this is happened this has happened uh, most of the times because people who are passionate about business speak about random topics that uh, that can have business in them like uh, content creation is a kind of a business in itself so the people who are around that uh, business space can speak about content creation as well they can speak about let's say uh, retail business they can speak speak about wholesale business it doesn't it doesn't count that if you are in the uh, digital product business you should just speak about digital products business you can speak about certain things and attract people based on your personality and your thoughts it is uh, not i'll say it is not that necessary that people overvalue the niche wala uh, thing 
that uh, I should have the niche before I start out, mm-hmm. before I start out, right? I should have all this figure out that I'm going to only speak about these things. You evolve as a content creator, right? You evolve as a person also. Like if you don't uh, uh, understand that process of your evolution, your content will get restricted and you'll uh, feel burnout over over that uh, point. All right. So, um, Nishad, something like that. Let's take yeah. an example. If we talk, if if we talk, like, we have listened a lot of time from Gary Vaynerchuk that you need to document your content. Documenting is the right form of creating content. So everyone is having seventy-two different set of personality. Right. In individually, we are like different form. Like, let's say, what's your thought process? Will be different for me than what I think about business. Like, like your sales strategy is something different from mine, and that's where we are different in human. Like that would be great strategy, right. I guess. Um, next thing, Nishan, that I would like to jump in is that in your podcast you talk about more about new business model, modern business model that will going to last. That will, like, say, brick and mortar yeah. traditional business model will not going to survive. Yeah. So, like, w- what do you think? So, what are the new age business models mm-hmm. and how why they are necessary and why they will evolve? Okay. Okay, so this is this is such an interesting thing to ta- tab dabble into, because uh, the traditional business models like pe- that people are uh, adapting to, are kind of fading away. I'm not saying traditional business models are fading away. The way that the execution is taking place is kind of fading away because people are not uh, you know uh, paying attention towards the changes happening mm. in the industry. I'll give you an example uh, about Zomato. Okay, let's take an example about Zomato. Zomato has. Zomato doesn't just have that one food delivery wala uh, mm-hmm. revenue stream. It has three revenue streams. First thing is the food delivery business that they have. Second one is the advertising that they do on their platform, and the third thing is the consultancy that they offer. Right? If if anybody uh, from the audience has listened to uh, listened to or read about this Zomato's uh, three business revenue streams, they'll just get the point that I'll be saying, or I'll explain it in a very mm-hmm. uh, you know layman terms. Okay. So the first thing that Zomato does is. they uh, de- deliver food first basic thing okay so they have their cut while delivering stuff so the, also they are providing offers to bring in more and more people also they are providing incentives to business to you know make sales through zomato and stuff like that that's just the personal brand that they are building uh, or professional brand they are building around themselves okay so the next thing is uh, the next thing is they are focused more on advertising also like if you want to rank above mm. someone if you want to rank above another uh, restaurant or something they can offer that sponsored ad wala segment and they'll rank you above them okay so this is the second thread the third thing is and here's the interesting thing okay the third thing is they offer consultancy so how do they offer consultancy the main thing that they look for is user data okay this is a really underrated concept and it will be really uh, i'll say booming in the future it is not underrated i'll say but, but not a lot of people are uh, have the fundamentals right when it comes down to data they have many misconceptions of how data will be handled uh, in the you know businesses hands so here's the thing how data is handled in uh, modern businesses okay your personal data is not used let me get it clear your personal data is not hmm. used the people who you are related with or the people who share same ideologies with, uh, with you or same interests with you you are grouped together and then your package is processed and then it is further uh, distributed or you know further processed and analyzed and then the ad strategies are uh, implemented let's say for example let's say for example take take the example mm-hmm. of zomato itself okay 
Zomato knows in which area. Like let's suppose area A, you are living in area A. Zomato knows that from area A, products from zero to five hundred, or let's say three hundred to four hundred uh, price range products are purchased. Okay, and they also know that uh, in this in this area, veg products are mm. preferred more. Okay, so they have two data yeah. points. I'll say. So this is not particularly to you. This is uh, subjective to that area. It is a collective data point and not a personal data point. Like the fiasco that we had around WhatsApp mm-hmm. pri- privacy policy, I'll say they do not sell your personal data, but they share the data of people who sh- you share sh- yeah. similar interests with. Okay. अगर आप Marvel के fan हो और अगर आप DC के fan हो, it will it will absolutely relate you with those people and then share the package data instead of selling or you know using individual data so when a certain business like i said the consultancy business of zomato when a certain business comes to take zomato consultancy what they do is they process a data they process the data points over uh, a certain area over a certain parameter like let, let's say uh, price yeah. range or let's say the food choice or let's say uh, veg non veg or anyway so they process these data uh, these data points and then get further to analyze what can be the right fit for that area and then they give you okay. the consultancy right so this is one way your data can be used this is one way your data can be processed and utilized for making profits for a certain business they use a lot of demographics i guess right nishan sorry to interrupt you they majorly in in the one word if you want to use this third strategy of zomato revenue stream is they use the demographic of the audience in order mm. to yeah provide consultancy yeah yeah nishan exactly. like uh, you can say that people you can say that businesses are uh, more keen towards using your data and stuff like that but people don't actually know how their data is being used they feel like their personal data like their phone numbers and their uh, let's say profile pictures are being shared no yeah in in faulty businesses they might be shared but in not uh, major businesses this thing doesn't happen the use of data is subjective to how ethical the business mm-hmm. is so now if zomato is processing your data and making profits around it i feel that it is okay as a consumer because i am only getting more and more restaurant uh, uh, more and more choice based mm-hmm. restaurant that i want and they have my data so i am only getting benefited by it i'm not saying uh, facebook wala strategies are perfect because they they have used it in the past for uh, various illegal reasons also hmm. if you heard about cambridge analytica and stuff like yeah. that so those things also happen and the data privacy thing that people uh, kind of overrate it is not that evil that uh, you know it is perceived it is not that evil okay so uh nishant google also run that this targeted demographics ads if you log they do the remarketing if you go for and purchase some you yeah. just seen something a sunglasses um of fast track or if you seen that an apple um iphone on amazon you get the same targeted ads on your social media and around the platform even if you searching chrome you get the same ad that is the remarketing they are using so What do you think? Google is also using our yeah. private information, or are they also using just the demographic elements to show the photo, show the products that we like? Okay, so uh, Google is su- is such huge uh, that they have absolutely everything that uh, they mm. want from us. Like in in some of the other product, they'll be taking the access of almost everything that we are uh, doing in the online space. Every fr- footprint mm. is recorded by them. 
So if you are not giving permissions to one product of theirs, like if you don't give location permissions to one of their products, some other product yeah. will take it from you. So the- Google is operating on a very huge scale. And some of the other product will, you know, access your uh, one data point that uh, will be useful for them to make profits and generate ads to, and you know, target ads towards you. Okay. So when it comes down to modern business models, so you find out that Nishant, this is the Zomato business model is something that will going to last for upcoming, let's take an example of five to 10 years that will not Mm -hmm. going to go anywhere. Right. So what are the other business models that you feel like that will going to come up and that are in just starting phase there are in just budding phase okay so uh, as i said as i said every modern business can't just rely on one uh, business model i have this phenomenon called as hybrid business models i always look for businesses that in businesses that interest me have this hybrid business models uh, in themselves okay so hybrid business model consists of uh, let's say there's set a there's set b and there's set c the intersection and these are uh, individual business models. Let's say subscription based, let's say uh, one-time payment or let's say uh, direct to consumer that when you purchase my product, mm. you'll get the product. Okay. So these are three business models, three sets, set A, set B and set C. When you combine these sets and get an intersection, huh, the more, the intersection part is what I call the hybrid business models. I'm very much interested in the businesses that, uh, uh, you know, offer these hybrid business models to their, uh, let's say investors or, you know, their business models are kind of uh, modern mm. and futuristic. I call mm. them hybrid. Okay. So, if uh, Zomato ka example, le, it is absolutely working on these principles. As I said, they have three uh, revenue mm-hmm. streams. Also, if they want, they can also introduce a coaching revenue stream uh, into their uh, business, let's say. Like uh, they'll coach around uh, how how you can how you can go about and start your restaurant or how you can cook certain stuff. A lot of doors are open, right? Yeah. So when you play around in that intersection of these sets that I talked about, you have very high possibility of opening more and more doors towards uh, your long term vision. Okay. So let's suppose that more businesses uh, focus on partnerships, more businesses focus on mergers, acquisitions, or advertising. Let's say Facebook, there are subscription models, there are one-time payments, there are direct-to-consumer models, mm-hmm. any which way. But how uh, how adaptable is your business models to the upcoming calamities or upcoming drastic, uh, uh, I'll say, as we see, as we seen that around COVID, most of the businesses exactly. died. Why did why did they die? They just had that one revenue stream or one model that they were fo- following, which uh, absolutely vanished off when certain things got, uh, let's say, stopped. Okay. Okay. So if cert- that if those businesses had certain ideas around partnerships or around dabbling into some other space or uh, having some uh, consultancy businesses or a data-driven approach towards things, they would have absolutely survived uh, the calamities uh, that they faced. Like, let's say, for example, real estate companies won't, uh, uh, I I won't uh, vouch for them because the industry absolutely stopped, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody was, uh, nobody was, uh, renting properties or nobody was going to hotels and stuff like that so those were kind of uh, i'll say meant to no. die or meant to fall but in ha huh, but in in that space also oyo would have uh, done better inter, uh, as compared to other businesses why would i say that because oyo also has that amount of data yeah. that uh, i'm saying about zomato 
they can process they can tell you how what price range is an uh, area likely to buy a hotel room for okay they have that data if somebody comes to if, if somebody comes to them for consultancy they'll process its areas data analyze it and the data analysts are there for to do their job they'll just give you one full spreadsheet or one presentation that hey this is the business model you can follow and this can benefit you you can uh, start your hotel so uh, nishan do oyo really have this consultancy business model i am not aware about it uh yeah i'm also not uh, quite aware about it but i feel that it can it, be a really it can good be a really idea good point <laughs> someone who is hearing from oyo all the revenue all the royalty coming down to the pocket of nishant <laughs> okay so um oyo have also um like do this thing of uh self isolation wards they have made all of their oyos into the self isolation wards so still they are into the revenue model their revenue yeah. have affected but they have not been into yeah. the negatives they are still doing something they can cover operational cost right right nice so um question right. goes like this like how do you think will modern business survive in next 20 years down the line if you look at okay so as much as much uh, experience that i have around you know observing businesses or uh, executing strategies for myself uh, it's not much but as much as i've observed about other businesses i'll be honest with you i feel currently if you focus on uh, the b2b hmm. part of things hmm. like business to business part of things you will okay. go uh, a long way that's what i feel uh, as of now because uh, insert see this thing is there to last the covid scenario isn't uh, isn't uh, getting finished in a couple of years exactly. this is my assumption about it 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 is there to last so people and businesses have this thing in mind that collaboration works collaboration works to the max and if more and more businesses collaborate with each other the end product that's mm. going to the consumer it will be a refined and a furnished one so in future the collaboration space is going to go hmm. booming that's what i feel so if you go b to b if you go business to business your services are offered from business to business maybe may uh, let's say if you are offering coding services like full stack development services it is just a b to b space or maybe you are yeah. offering a saas product to a business whatever it may be but if you are going b to b it will be a really good advantage seeing uh, in the longer run as i am looking at the collaborative approach uh, okay. in the business space um amazing amazing nishant and um the one last thing that you we there's a lot of concept around blockchain has been going on if you have um like pretty aware that people are more yeah. fond towards decentralization so um like the this this tech based product yeah. if you look at if you heard about brave browser you heard about brave browser nishant yeah so what they are doing that is amazing yes. like you will you will get paid for seeing ads and users uh, data will be keep it uh private they'll not majorly the personal information right that we feel like uh when it comes down to google facebook they might play with our personal data but now the brave is ensuring that we are here to keep it safe and secure yeah. because it's in the blockchain system so do you think so this can be future this can be one modern business right. model that will have zero impact of covid yeah uh not zero i would say uh businesses built around blockchain just because the technology is efficient enough to handle certain processes okay it won't be just one other cool thing that is uh, that is the only thing that mm. they they'll be using in the future because it is there it is a part of technology and it will be used 
but i won't say that it will be the only thing that will be used mm-hmm. the decentralized economy that uh, that uh, most of the people talk about is not the near future okay. here's my interesting take on it why i don't feel it is the near future at least in india because 90% of indian population is not even close to knowing what blockchain is or what even uh, uh, you know this uh, new age decentralized thing is so if you what what is our tendency to look at is we look at the 1% that we uh, vibe with or we resonate mm-hmm. with we forget the almost 90% of the indian population that doesn't know yeah. about these things so for them to adapt to these things will take a hell lot of time than to us to yeah. adopt to these things and major part is not us major part is that 90% yeah, so to uh, so to for this technology to go more and more into these uh, masses it will take a lot of time it is the future but it will take a lot of time you could say <laughs> i won't give a rough estimate but you could absolutely say more than 30 yeah, 40 years even um, i could relate with it that's just my guess that's my bet i'll be uh, putting <laughs> i could relate with it nishan because i was trying to explain what crypto is to my dad and it's very difficult for me like i've tried to put it in a simpler words but still like not he's not able to get it so that's why for a 50 or 50 yeah. plus year old it's really difficult and even the generation even the people who are living in tier 3 tier 4 cities like if you look at in the masses it's difficult to um the provide the information around blockchains and all right so it is not just about i'll say 50 plus wala thing it is it will uh, also be applicable to okay. our age also we feel like uh, the people we hang out with are let's say uh, our age of 20 20 25 30 the people we hang out with resonate with our thoughts okay we will we'll be from tier 1 tier 2 cities but there are people uh, of our same age in tier 3 tier 4 yeah. cities also they won't have access mm-hmm. to the information that we have so it is not about the age gap it is about the knowledge gap okay. that uh, we are looking at agree so they are also not curious about these things like they'll also like what we will do to heard about blockchain they will not have Absolutely. any zeal to learn about it you also touched that point in uh, one right. of your episode that you talk about cold emailing i'm very fond of sales i like my business and my day to day work revolve around sales and marketing so i would love to touch that point as well at last last yeah. point from my end is that why you think that cold emailing will also work and what is the best strategy for you to get uh, results from out of it see uh, a lot of people say that uh, cold emailing is dead nobody will respond to your emails so why don't you go go about and uh, reach out to someone on social media i've heard this and i say that if masses are doing something or masses are saying something na you can absolutely try what uh, you, you can absolutely try going the opposite way i decided that let's see if cold email is such tough na so if i crack a deal using cold emails it will be a very great boost for me to you know f- for my future deals so i went about and started co- uh, started the my, my thing of cold email mm-hmm. and when i started it i was like uh, that one guy who is just emailing certain people and not knowing what i'm doing but later when i felt and uh, showed that empathy towards the okay. person i am sending na i felt like will i even read my email if that is sent to me no because it was uh, it <laughs> i'll be mm. honest it there were two paragraphs there were three paragraphs and i was like uh, I, i won't read these things if a person is unknown to me why would i uh, sit and read to his two three paragraphs i won't do that 
so what i did was did some research exactly. and developed hmm. my own strategies to why should i uh, keep the cold emails the way i'm keeping it now what are the exact strategies that i should follow uh, to get that one respond uh, one response and then later convert that response into a sale or into a connection let's say into networking so what i did was mm-hmm. applied certain strat- strategies around how can i optimize that cold email let's say for example i'll just give you one single uh, one quick hack if we are if people in the audience will be uh, using it it will be really beneficial for them once i mm. uh, emailed this uh, agency it was a design agency their name uh, included chai t t in it okay so my subject t. line yeah okay. so my subject line in that email was uh, i wanted to collab with them as, as i was uh, offering the full stack development services so if they had any uh, de- development clients they would have outsourced it to also outsourced it to me so i wanted to that uh, i want to do that uh, collaboration so what i did was in the subject line itself i said our collaboration will be as sweet as chai and i inserted that chai wala emoji okay <laughs> so these are nice. these are the things that to that is the nice pickup line <laughs> yeah so uh, and the guy responded yeah. in a very jolly manner he was really interested in talking more about what am i going to provide so the, it is just about going into that person's head by just saying two three uh, lines in the start if you if you just uh, put in that hi i wanted to collaborate with you or are you up for a business collaboration nobody will even open that email or even if they did they'll judge yeah. you in the first place that hey this guy is not uh, that experienced into talking to people or emailing people he'll just uh, you know uh, playing around with uh, bulky emails and stuff like that and later when i uh, mentioned the content of email okay the content of email said that it wasn't descriptive about myself it was telling them what i am going to provide to you that will be beneficial for you it was the email was not about i i i it was about you 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 when the emails are about you and what okay. you are going to get from my side then the chances of uh, being responded are, are very very high i believe in this thing this quality is always greater than quantity so instead of sending 5000 bulk emails mm-hmm. i'll just send 100 uh, 5000 5000 of bulk emails and getting responded uh, uh, let's say 7 8 10 times i'll just go uh, research about someone and send personalized email to 100 people 200 people and get whatever 10 20 responses from it okay. i'm ready to put in the research i am ready to put in the work to know more about a person or a, or a company than to just go randomly and put in the uh, put it in the email list and send the bulk emails to 5000 companies or 5000 emails okay so that strategy worked for me and uh, i'm really uh, you know passionate about uh, teaching people about cold emailing yeah amazing if we keep it in a simpler terms that cold bulk emailing will not work personalization and sharing it in a format of email will going to do wonders in business majorly you touch the point of b2b For business sure. deals if you yeah. talk about business to customers if you look at b2c deals do you find that this personalized emails will also work if you go if you look at about b2c or it does going to work in b2b only uh it will i i feel like b2c if you want to go b2c the cold email strategies are for the testing wala groups or the early adapters and not the real massive mm-hmm. uh, consumer of your products 
so uh, if okay. see depends on product to product see if your product is priced at 99 dollars or higher than that or whatever it may be you'll have less customers to play around with so you can make a point to retain those customers to max by using the email strategies hmm. but if you have a product that is let's say $1 $2 it will it will go around the market for masses you can't uh, keep in touch with all the masses hmm. that will be using your product so you can who who you can be stay in touch with for uh, better relationships with your audience uh, or your customers is the early adapt, uh, adopters of your product that will the early testers of your product okay so if you okay. are getting feedbacks from them and if you're developing uh, uh, product your product based on the feedbacks and reviews that they are giving you it will be beneficial for you itself uh, and it will be beneficial to build a relationship with those early people that you are you know uh, exposed to and it will be helpful for uh, later products or later uh, offerings that you'll be having amazing amazing nishant we um i hope the people who have uh, into the field of sales can apply this strategy i don't i'm not aware about audience but i am aware about myself i'll from today itself i'll plan my uh, the personalized cold emailing uh, strategy i can see that it can give us a good results nishant anything else yeah. you wanted to ask for me that's it i'm done from my end anything else you wanted to ask okay that you got uh, yeah. yeah so the thing thing i would like to ask you is how uh, how what's the game you're playing with this uh, podcast what how long are you uh, what's your vision about around this okay so i'll start with the journey uh, first so majorly we started with the lo- uh, when we are into the peak lockdown phase the first phase of the covid 19 in 2020 yeah. so in the month of march may june i was like like i'm more people oriented um person so like i love to interact with each other we uh, like we have that one similarity so i'm more people's person so that's what one thing that i'm missing the most i uh, even i'm working but the one thing that is missing the quality conversation with people earlier like lockdown ke pehle it was a good life that we are living we i used to go in a lot of linkedin meetups i used to attend a lot of meetups but everything's come down to an end at that time i feel like it's a full stop yeah. and then eventually i got to know that i can i'm i'm curious to learn about business i wanted to at the end jump into this startup and i was like i need to boil down to one thing then i come down to um uh, idea that why not come and share why not learn from people who are already into business all right and that's where i started with this podcast and that's where i started uh, learning more about it and that's why start bringing a lots of guests we have interviewed a good amount of guests if you look at some um like from the founders entrepreneurs and we try to create value and that's where the podcast is started and the reason why i'm doing it it's more i see um nishan keep it very uh, bluntly but i it's like i'm not chasing any kind of a views or something like that it is something for deeply for myself that we are doing this i'm totally into this conversation and i, I love the day i love that that moment that when we are discussing and that's what i love and that's why i started out this podcast and this is more of something that i love doing since you also do, do love doing the content and this i started and then um after one or two months i, I, I like uploaded 15 20 episodes guest episodes then eventually i started working once again and then i'm not able to find any time like it's from morning 10 9 to evening 10 and then i took a break and then i eventually st- yeah. still i started out and i started with the boom that every single week we're going to upload two episodes and what my plan is to just keep it um more like try to bring more guests 
a good amount of co- quality conversation that we had today and um, yeah that is yeah. so far that is the goal planning to create in a video format soon in upcoming um, yeah. month yeah that's what the goal so far nishant <laughs> i hope you got the answer great plan yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, i i was uh, i was looking at the long term wala thing but as you're saying you're that you're loving uh, the process of uh, you know having conversations with people who have been into business or who have experience around something or who share uh, 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 greater ideas or greater views around something that's that's really uh, you know fascinating to know because uh, not a lot of people have that uh, one uh, i'll say let out wala thing that they can share their ideas to so if you can find people who uh, are uh, i'll say random enough to you know share their ideas mm-hmm. share the ridiculous ideas and get it to uh, get it to the you know masses or the audience it will be really helpful mm-hmm. for those people to you know get that push because ridiculous ideas from great uh, from great products or great companies that i uh, that's what i feel like google was just a search engine now it is a ecosystem yeah. around uh, uh, everything anything and everything that you will uh, uh, foresee okay so that's what i was saying mm. that if you if you can take people who are uh, subjective to their ideas and they have this uh, grit towards uh, you know going about and making it into a reality it would be great to have those people on the podcast yeah so far that will i'll um will come down to that i'm planning to expand planning to have one or te- two teammate will help us out in reaching out to the or uh, reaching out to the guest um uh, mm-hmm. surely will will i'll also work on that strategy nishant and uh, thank you so much for being on modernizing base podcast like um, i got a tons of value and i'm sure that audience will also got tons of value touch we have touched a lot of new aspects and nuances about the business i hope you loved uh, yeah. this episode i i am absolutely you know <laughs> in the zone right now that when i when i talk about these things i just get into certain zone that i like to be in so i'm in that zone and i'm i'll re- i'll be really thankful to you to get me into that zone again <laughs> and yeah thank you for having me i hope the audience yeah. <laughs> also got really good insights from this conversations okay. and maybe hopefully they'll also apply certain strategies uh, that i just said and maybe it's not just about me i it's just i'm just a random person over the internet t- t- telling you things so if you if you want to take that up and test it out yourself go ahead and do that if it can work for you it has worked for me cool nishan it would be great if you can uh, just um, name down your social media handles if audience want to connect with you after this so they can yeah. okay so on instagram it is nishant underscore s h e t e shete n i s h a n t underscore s h e t e and on twitter it is the nishant shete just uh, that 